Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh god, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. I'm not either, but like, yeah, yeah. I think the the rest of the cage crew they need their new cage accessories. Well, I mean, I've got a hat in my bag. It's in that back pocket. I mean, I I went and purchased a, a they live mask myself, but I'm not. I, I don't think I can record a show with it on. Uh, I really don't want Jonathan to either, because no one's gonna be able to hear the fucker. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think they. I, are. I don't think Jonathan. We <laughs> <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I think John's gonna sleep with the key wearing that mask for the next however oh, long. Yeah. I'm gonna knock myself. The fuck Emergency out. room for carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> there was no oxygen. It was just this plastic in my own breath. Now, see, Jonathan, in this one specific instinct, it's good to be an anti baxer <laughs> As we're recording I mean on the show that doesn't get edited That we're obviously recording Yeah I mean it is part of all you can hear Network lore now It's, yeah, it's part of canon like cross show canon oh, yeah. if, you, if you listen to all the shows And put the pieces together <laughs> I wish the world could see your snazzy new hat though It is a fucking dandy it is hat a nice I hat. got me a radical new cap New podcasting <laughs> it's very '90s Nickelodeon. This is my uh, podcasting hat for in perpetuity. Yeah. This is my uh, podcasting hat. Your hat is the opening of Saved by the Bell. Yep. And I didn't have to bleach my hair to do it. <laughs> Take that, Mark Bogassier. It's all right. <laughs> well, I'm wearing my old trusty hat. Is my blue bucket hat. Yeah. I've had this hat for years. Uh, well, it it's is, a good hat. It is apropos. The bucket hats were popular in the 90s. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, uh, they're popular now, too. I'm with it. I'm hip. <laughs> yeah, you just kept that same hat and you just waited for the band to come back around. Fashion is cyclical. Like, it's, it's circular. Like, okay, it's all cyclical. It's coming back around. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun. circle. <laughs> Light boomerang. It's all coming back to you. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone to this episode of Caging Greatness. I think we can all already tell it's going to be very bullshit heavy. I don't know. We watched a pretty bullshit movie. I don't know. Which I enjoy. <laughs> like, it's not good. But uh, you could probably tell from our cold open, we are watching and have watched and now discussing Season of the Witch here on Caging Greatness, the show where blah, 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 Thomas Jefferson sucks. Even oh. the police are upset. <laughs> They're coming <laughs> for us. It's what like, did you say about Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> ah! Shut her down. Shut her down. Oh, shit. I was with you guys from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. last night. <laughs> 
So <laughs> a- as he slides a gun wrapped in a wrapper like across a table. Yeah, just a brown paper bag with a pistol inside. Like, uh, y'all never saw this. <laughs> so I got to the heat on me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we, we watched Season of the Witch mere minutes ago. So oh, yeah. So uh, you know, let's do the thing where we introduce ourselves and also give the review. So to my right, of course, is good old Jonathan. Jonathan. Hello, my What name. did you think? <laughs> Wait. Jonathan. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a very pregnant pause for right. dramatic no, 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 We're merging the introductions and the reviews. <gasps> okay. And, <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I don't know why I did that. Full, <laughs> like, He's having a stroke. Do we need to call 911? <laughs> I don't want to change. Gotcha. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just digging around. Yeah, we're just going to merge the intros and the movie reviews. My name's Jonathan, and Shrek 2 had the best DVD uh, bonus features. And I will not otherwise. <laughs> All right, but season of the witch. Oh, oh you know what? Let's let's just do the normal. Let's, I was trying to do something no, different. No, no. That's completely derailed it. It's fine. Next to Jonathan is Pat. Hey, Pat. hello. <laughs> Give us some great non secretary like you always do. Uh, hello, it's uh, Pagan Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, and please don't burn me at the stake. <laughs> Just because I'm fair of skin and red of hair does not mean I'm of the devil. I mean, you do really like Daredevil as a character, though. That's mm. his shirt matches his hair. Burn him! Oh, burn him! Pox on the Pat's shirt is red, by the way. Patrick, all I have to say that's kind of sussy. <laughs> Whew. You know what else Man. is sussy? These nuts on your chin. I got, I got your fucking sussy right here. <laughs> God. That, that, oh, was, that God. was a, that was a aggressive. Yes, oh. This is already insane. I love Excellent. it. I love it. What's Best episode ever. We haven't even started. The episodes were pretty straightforward, so... And plus, I was just going to say, it's very on brand for what's happening this week. Is Monday we started off. We derailed three times in the first three minutes of this week's AYCA's episode. <laughs> so I don't see what the big deal is. And of course, next to Pat, as always, except the times that he's not. Good old Cannon. Yes, I am here. I have been glazed like a Krispy Kreme donut with witch's seasoning. Just I mean, face, neck, and chest all over. I mean, they were pretty greasy in this movie. Oh, yeah. So, ugh, I yeah. hate everything about that mental image. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Right. So Wait, what are you eating, Jim? Nothing. What the fuck are you, you eating right now? Nothing. Spit oh, it out. Oh, my no. God. In the middle of the intros, this is why he wanted to have everybody do their uh, review first. He wanted to have a snack <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn show. <laughs> Not the first time I've eaten a Reese's Take Five on air. This is true. This is true. As Jimmy holds the the candy to hard camera. (laughs) I'm shooting for a sponsorship. Uh, You're shooting for something. (laughs) Not a sponsor. We gotta dream big. Yeah, welcome to the D podcast gimmick. We'll surely appeal to ASMR people where we just talk for 90 minutes with our mouth full of food. That was a lot harder to chew quickly than I thought it would be. Yeah, because there's five different goddamn candies in it. Well, I'm sorry. I was aiming for three of them, and I was going to save the other two. <laughs> well, so aren't you just 
<laughs> Especially with your mouth chewing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to suck off the chocolate and the peanut butter and leave the pretzel behind. It's my party drink. <laughs> just like pouch it under his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going in my special pouch. <laughs> Best episode ever. (laughs) Already. (laughs) All right. So let's take a brief minute from the bullshit to talk about the movie. (laughs) Jonathan, old chum. I know compared to Shrek and the extras on the DVD, it's nothing. (laughs) But what did you think and what did you rate Season of the Witch? Uh, I don't know. Like, this movie left me pretty apathetic, not going (laughs) to lie. It was kind of even kill entire way through. I didn't really, I don't know. It was, it wasn't like over, like overtly offensive. It was just kind of there. <laughs> Nothing but strong emotions here on Cajun Grape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, like the movie was so painfully mediocre <laughs> that I can't really summon any feelings about it. So I'm sorry if my, what, what is usually my wonderful analysis is very uh, scant today. <laughs> scat? So, uh, scat? Scat? I will give this movie uh, a full two stars. There were some parts of it that were, you know, made me kind of go, ha ha. But yeah, two stars and Shrek 2 had the best DVD bonus action. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, Patrick. Yes, that's hello. <laughs> what did you think of Season of the Witch? Hmm. Uh, piggybacking of off what Jonathan said, I, there was nothing, like, offensively terrible. Like, I, I definitely didn't hate the film, although it's sort of hard to call to mind any just standout moments. Um, I know I could... I could be pressed to put it to a three. Um, probably sitting at two and a half. Nothing. I was, like I said, nothing uh, just terrible, but also nothing really super amazing. It, this was kind of like that era of movies like Priest, and it said Priest is a lot worse than this. Oh, so much worse. <laughs> but Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. But, but yeah, th- that. that was what this movie gave me vibes of was yeah. like early 2000s fantasy. Even though it was the late 2000s. <laughs> 2011. Wait, did I say, I meant 2010. The, the early 2010s maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Canon. Yes. What did you think of Season of the Witch? Well, shimmy, 10 years ago this movie came out. I did not see it. <laughs> uh, much like a lot of the movies that we have discussed and will discuss on this show. First time seeing it was tonight. Yep. Thirsty. And um, surprisingly enough, uh, same director uh, as, as Swordfish that we have watched yep. on this podcast. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. We're also going to see him again on, in Gone in 60 Seconds. Eventually. Well, well, what an impressive filmography. His talent has dwindled <laughs> over the years. I, I would say it's very apropos. Gone in 60 Seconds is my memory of this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that being said, um, as someone who, you know, 
as we've seen Swordfish, as someone who enjoys Swordfish, seeing that movie and watching this movie couldn't fucking tell you it was the same director. Wouldn't be able to until I saw it in IMDb. Because I saw, like, when we watched the opening, I saw the name. I was like, where the fuck have I seen that name? He's been in something we've seen. And I just saw it. I was like, oh, he's been in stuff we've seen. And we'll see still. Uh, Every, uh, uh, this movie reminded me of a Yui Bowl film. Only with better acting, I will say. Like, there, there... There were some good performances. I even thought Nick Cage did a good job in this movie. I, I for like, what it's worth, yeah. I feel like the like you know the acting like that wasn't the weak part of the film. No, 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 not at all, not at all. And they don't really have a lot to work with either. Yeah. It's amazing they get what they right. get. Uh, well, um, I'm not gonna go too hard. That's what this show's about. I'll get to it. I am giving uh, this uh, film two a two. That's yeah. fair. That's very right. fair. Um, so this was actually my second time seeing it. Yep. I watched it for the first time last year-ish. Yeah. And uh, just obviously if you're listening to the show, we get into spoilers. Yeah. You know this. I couldn't remember if Nick Cage died for sure <laughs> until like those last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like I remembered Ron Pro- I remember I remember everybody but one person and the lady who was possessed died. Yeah. Because it's not about a witch. It's about a demon. Spoiler. What? Uh, so, but it's called Season of the Witch. I could not remember who that last person was until they knighted the boy. No. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, they everybody else dies. That's right. And I had seen this fucking movie. And most of it was just completely gone from my memory. Yeah. I remembered the cage <clears throat> and Nick Cage. And I remembered Ron Perlman was in it. And that they were crusaders, and that was that was it. And on rewatching it, like right now, I could I could tell you the stuff that happened. I can give you the basic overview of the movie. Yeah, but tomorrow it's gonna be gone again. <laughs> like it's inoffensive. It's there. The cinematography was not good. A lot of the effects were god awful. Yeah, the acting was not bad over for the most part. Uh, that sort of like fancy not British British accent that Cage was doing was ill-advised but I feel like that's on the director that was just more theatrical yeah because like no one really was doing an accent unless they just it's just like this vague kind of half accent yeah and like sometimes they might have just antiquated way of speaking although Ron Perlman was just yeah, it was just Ron Perlman. He was, he was talking, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, but, he, he seemed, like, out of time. But And you guys know I usually grade things higher than you guys do. So I gave this five... St- I'm kidding. No. no, I'm kidding. It's three. I gave it a three. <laughs> I mean, he still rated it higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I could give it a three, too, if I just, like, stretched it a little I more. didn't hate it. I've, there's so many movies that we've seen that I've seen that that deserve the vitriol. But this was just... Honestly, it's just painfully mediocre more than anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a fair analysis. So I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't. It, it's ninety minutes. It breezes by. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It didn't overstay its welcome, which is. I mean, if this movie thing. tried to be like two and a half hours, I'm mean, like, oof. Yeah, it's uh, like Peter Jackson. You are not. Like, if this movie came out today, it would be two and a half hours, but the same amount yeah. of plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, you tweak a couple things with the story. I think it, it, it's better if you, like, it's a better movie than it is now if you tweak a couple things. Um, Add more witches. Yeah, I mean, there's about 20 minutes where, like, I don't know if this girl that they're transporting is a witch or not. And then, like, she's clearly a fucking witch. Everybody knows it except the people transporting. Like, everyone watching, like, no, that bitch a witch. 
You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I like either either lean into the ambiguity until the very end, or just make it full on, you know, cannonball run style. We've got a witch. We got to go. Like, I mean, <laughs> I cannonball run with like witches and shit. Be pretty fun. I, I my. The thing I thought was more interesting if they try to do it's not so much whether she's a witch or not. It's like whether or not she was like good or bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. The bitch is a witch, like obviously. But like until they reveal that, oh, she's actually, a, there's a demon in her. And she was evil the whole time. And I mean, Fuck your sense of gray areas. It's like if they're like trying to play whether she's good or not. And cause like I thought we were gonna like oh maybe she's nice and then they're just like this downtrodden group of people who's been maligned by the church and be like Swarbitz nah I'm evil but then like it's not that either there's there's just a demon inside of her yeah and because like they do stuff where like the the kid who goes along almost falls off a bridge but she saves him and then they do this half ass review like no the demon wanted to get here to destroy this one last copy of a book that can exercise it. And you're like, okay, but, uh, like, there was no good reason for her to save the kid at that point. Like, it just, like, a lot of this, that, that like, they try to explain away things that happened earlier, and it just doesn't quite work when you really look at it. Yeah. It just seems like their explanations lead more holes than they fix. Yeah. Because, like, if you're just breezing along with it, yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. And then you're like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, you sit you sit with him, and it's like, okay, something not up here. Well, I, I think it's, it's um, the reason why they didn't see it, because this movie is so goddamn dark. <laughs> I mean, we're, like, we're watching on a TV at home, and even, um, I was literally inches away from the TV. I'm like, you know, it's a little hard to see some of this. Yeah. I think a lot of that was to try and disguise the backgrounds because a lot of it looked like it was bad green screen. It looked like they got to film on location for about two days and then the rest of it they were just disguising a set and hoping for the best. Yeah, I was going to say, if it wasn't like terrible like green screen, it was like some, I mean, and I know they tried, but like a lot of sets that are obvious set sets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like Like the set design wasn't that great. Here in 2011, when we've seen better in like what, in 80s movies at this point? Yeah, 70s movies. 70s movies. movies. On this show, at least, was what I'm saying. Yeah, it was just. Although there was some cool bits, too. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of really neat ideas and fun moments sprinkled throughout this scene of mediocrity. Like, there's a nugget of a good idea in there, but it just doesn't reach anywhere near potential. Right. I feel like if this had come out three years later, at the height of Game of Thrones being more serious and more realistic, I think they probably would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And they would have made it a, more of a Game of Thrones ripoff as opposed to whatever this was. I guess like the back end of like a, a rash of medieval adventure movies that were kind of coming out in the earlier part of the yeah, 2000s. Like very, very King Arthur with Clive Owen. Yeah. Which is not great. Uh, I have seen the director's cut of that. Yeah. It helps. It's 30 minutes longer, but they don't hodgepodge the scenes to where they make no sense, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, 2010 Robin Hood. Robin Hood? Oh, God. Oh, oh, what was the 2010 Robin That was the Russell. Russell yeah. yeah. I haven't oh. seen that. You know, the one where he's not Robin Hood until the very end. Oh. The origin story of Robin Hood that everyone was clamoring for. <laughs> Robin Hood origins. Wait, that needed an origin story? Apparently, they thought it did. <clears throat> 
Arrow Origins, Robin Hood. <laughs> I don't well, know. at least it wasn't that one where Jamie Foxx was Lil John. And they, they straight up had crossbows that were like machine guns. Now, I will say and that it was one. shot like it was Zero wait, Dark 30. What the fuck? Which one was that? This that, came out like 2018. Wait, was that the one with the kid from fucking Kingsman? Yeah, Taron yeah. Eggers. Oh, okay. Never mind. I know what you're talking I, I saw that with friend of the show, Trey. And like people said that was the worst movie of the year. I, I, Jurassic World 2 was the worst movie of that year. See, having seen both of those, I disagree. That Robin Hood movie was the worst thing. I don't like, think it so. It is terrible. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> amazing, but like. I didn't. I did not like uh, Jurassic World too. Like to me, Robin Hood, well, the umpteenth edition was sort of there. Well, I feel like in that case, you're sort of judging Jurassic World on on the basis of being part of that huge franchise. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I'm able to like parse that in a vacuum, and I just <coughs> I didn't like. I mean, I didn't even like the first Jurassic World all that much. Same. <laughs> yeah, like. I remember, like, my family friends were like, yo, you got to check out Jurassic World, bruh. It's hype as shit. And outside of that last 15 minutes with the T-Rex and Velociraptor shit, like, that shit was hype as fuck. Everything else was fucking bullshit. It's right. just 90 minutes of them bullying Bryce Dallas Howard into being a mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's an attractive lady. I mean, she's a nice-looking lady. Also, I'm surprised she didn't shatter her ankles running around at <laughs> those high heels. So I just pulled up Rolling Stone's Worst Movies of 2018 list because I'm yeah. curious. <laughs> Number one, I think, will show that we were all wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> the Happy Time Murders. Well, That's the... Oh, uh, oh. Was, was that, that the, the one with... The oh, Muppet one. With like, Melissa like, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah okay. I terrible. never saw that one. Uh, then number two is Gotti. Uh, Gotti, which we might see oh, <laughs> here in the, oh, in the no. year. <laughs> we might. I look. thought Gotti was way older. Nope. No. Uh, it's been like he's been working on it for that long, but it didn't release until 2018. Oh god! Oh, I Jesus. Think it came out 2011. Number three is Life Itself. Life Itself. What is that? It's the same guy that made This Is Us. It's got. I don't uh, know that one. It's, it's a TV show, I think. It is a TV show that Oscar Isaac was in. This. It looks like drivel. Number four, Robin Hood. Rolling can suck my dick. They don't know goddamn Number shit. Number five, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not good. Number six, The Meg. It wasn't that bad. Rolling Stone. I do want to see that. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, I've heard people say it's fun and like good. It's so I do. I do think it's funny that that movie feel like it was intentionally made to appeal to the Chinese market to get money from it. And the sad thing is, like with the Meg, at least I had been following that movie's development for literally fifteen years. No, it's been a development hell for a long. It, it was a uh, well, Nick uh, Nick Nunziata and Devin Farasi from Chud.com. It was a movie review site. Now they're yeah. both shitheads. But they had been work like they knew a guy on those message boards who had been working on that movie for so I was following that for years. And yeah. then finally, oh my god, they finally made the Meg. I'm like, it's not bad. I didn't hate it. It, it definitely it wasn't what I was promised. It definitely feels like it was a movie that would have been popular when it was initially pitched. And then yeah, about 2005. Yeah. Uh, and then phones. Okay, Red Sparrow. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, is that the oh, Jennifer, that was that's the, the Jennifer Lawrence like spy? Yeah, yeah. Movie. It yeah, was okay. not good. Uh, then the Nun at number eight. Yeah, I can see that. Um, reloaded the web page. 
Uh, Never number, heard. Fuck that movie. <laughs> number nine, Fifty Shades Freed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then number oh oh y'all go, y'all about to be mad. What's this? Oh y'all gonna be grumpy. Number ten is Venom. <laughs> well, like, I mean it's ten. It's not like it's number one or anything. Yeah, I mean like. <laughs> I mean, I love Venom. It's not. I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, how dare they defile the the cinematic sanctity of it. I mean, like, it's stupid, but we enjoyed it. I mean, I gave it a solid 7.5 out of 10. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, like, like, I feel like this would be, like, the best movie from, like, 2003. Yeah, it's 2003's best superhero movie. But Venom and Eddie... In the same room together is fucking amazing. Look, I've said this since then. You know, like, fuck Carnage. Fuck all the other symbiotes. I don't want that. Give me Brooklyn Nine-Nine style Eddie and the Symbiote buddy cop movie. Like, I want fucking Turner and Hooch, but with Venom. That's what I want. I mean, there's a lot of them hanging out in the second one. I don't want a lot of that. I want a whole movie. I mean, yeah, we would all love that. Yeah, that's where your money is. And until the <laughs> until fucking Sony gets their shit together. Turn classic anti-hero Venom into a goofy buddy cop. I mean, the, the <laughs> second the, Eddie Brock in those movies is like he's a fucking Neanderthal. I'm, I'm just gonna say uh, uh, the the second one might just be what you're looking for. I mean, oh yeah, I'm just saying. Like, man, it's. Uh, also, for a second week in a row, AYC says a spoiler review on Venom 2. <laughs> also, uh, uh, we had an actor who was in uh, Venom 2 in the movie we watched tonight. There were a lot of familiar faces tonight. It was Stephen uh, Graham. He played the uh, detective. He was the uh, trinket oh, yeah, fellow in the scene. Yeah. The guy who's not a Wahlberg brother. The, the not a Wahlberg who totally is somehow, but t- isn't a Wahlberg. I, I'm not convinced he didn't change his name to separate himself so from his Stephen family. Graham was the uh, the swindler. Yeah. He was also in Snatch. Yeah. Which I awesome. love that movie. It's, it's a been a long movie. time since I've seen that movie. It still holds up. I watched uh, it last Robert week. Sheehan, he, pl- he plays Klaus in Umbrella Academy. He plays yeah. the, the young warden, K. They call him Kai, but it's spelled K-A-Y. I think like... Every time I see the closed caption, okay, and they say Kai. I'm like, ah. Like how when we talk about that luchador and I say Rush just to irritate you. Fuck your shit. <laughs> and like, it's Rush. <laughs> it's like, I remember him from uh, Misfits from back in the day. Yeah, he was. That was a yeah. fun little show. I need to rewatch that yeah. show, actually. Uh, the Hound was in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for like a minute. Yeah. Christopher Lee was in this movie for a minute as like the severely played out uh, Cardinal. Yeah, which is, it's funny because... Jonathan and I also talked a little bit about how, you know, there's not a lot of movies that deal with the Crusades at all. Yeah. Um, and we we're talking about Kingdom of Heaven. And Kingdom of Heaven, which is uh, one of my favorite films, I love that movie, also features a very famous actor playing someone who's in charge of a big city while also having the plague. It's Edward it, Norton. Edward Norton's in Edward Kingdom Norton's in Kingdom of Heaven. Huh. Huh. <clears throat> he's the, uh, he's the, the king of... The he's the king of heaven? The king of Jerusalem. Oh. But he's behind a mask the whole time because he's plague-ridden. Like, he's all fucked up. with. Edward Norton shit. is man in the iron mask. <laughs> yeah. Had to do uh, a double take when Christopher Lee popped up in this goddamn movie yeah, tonight. Was, mm, was, I, I, I will say, like, even though the, the the Black Plague is not, not how they presented it in the movie, it was kind of like this weird leprosy thing, 
I would say the plague effects are really good and very gross. Yeah. 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 It's not, oh, yeah. It, they were better than another movie about this sort of thing that I saw once called uh, The Black Death with Sean Bean. Don't know that one. Familiar. It was it was like a low budget Netflix only, but it was Sean Bean leading a bunch of crusaders to try and hunt down, uh, like uh, uh, with a priest to go to a village where the plague had not reached because they thought the lead lady was a witch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound familiar? Things go horribly awry. What? Sean Bean dies. I know. I know. That you're shocking. That, that's me. not a spoiler, really. But this one, like th- that movie, is a lot more harsh with its whole. Like it turns out the the plague just hadn't reached there yet but the lady thought she was a witch and so the little priest that came with him is the only one to survive and like the woman he loved was there and he killed her because she had been drugged and the the witch so like no no she's got the plague you got to put her out of her misery and so he kills her and he's just ruined with grief and guilt and then everybody dies and then the the coda of the movie is that young priest had turned into one of the the witch hunters who just sees the face of that one woman everywhere and so murders every witch he sees is real fucking dark. That sounds like misery porn. It <laughs> wasn't awesome. Oh, another Crusade adjacent movie I watched earlier this year was uh, Pilgrimage on uh, Netflix that stars Tom Holland and John Bernthal. Huh. And uh, it was not bad, uh, although I, I do think it's a, a very bold choice that they decided to make John Bernthal, whose career is built off the back of making the manliest noises possible, but he plays a mute in the movie. And he's huh. and he's like this former crusader who is like, I'm I'm tired of killing folks. Uh so I'm gonna be this mute uh church hand. And then I kill folks because I've been instructed to. And then Tom Holland's there and he's very <clears throat> <laughs> just like, oh just bothered by everything also there's a holy meteorite maybe and then the movie just kind of ends after a point that sounds awful so it wasn't the worst thing but also not the best thing uh also having looked up some information canon i think you'll find this interesting okay uh principal principal photography for season of the witch took place in practical locations with several days also committed to filming on green screen yeah. How Lots many of days? Greens, oh, yeah. Most of them. Most of the days. Most of the days. All the days. <laughs> All yeah. days. Every day. Because, days. like, especially the fucking desert scenes, you could see where the sand ends and the green screen begins. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, like, I was like, oh, that's oddly f- flat in the back. It's like there. everything's very, like, floaty. It's almost, <clears throat> it's almost 300-like, but not as stylized. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. And because there's just like a lot of just. I mean, bodies. not the whole time, but mainly that opening bit. Yeah, but there's know? like oh, a yeah. lot of bodies, and they're just like heaving and cleaving with like uh, Ron Perlman and Nicolas Cage just like being, just be some buddy banter as they're like slaughtering <laughs> like soldiers. And now, yeah, now, now, now Shim did say like um, before we watched, this is basically just a buddy cop movie that's happening during like the witch burning days yeah and uh it's it's pretty fair and there were times where i did enjoy their banter between yeah no like like the cage and perlman had good chemistry yeah i, I would say perlman's my my favorite part of the movie because oh, yeah. like he was just like 
like a man at a time, honestly. Yeah. He was he just, Ron Perlman and Chainmail. Yeah, essentially. He's just like, yeah, he's just doing his Ron Perlman, like, you know, bits <laughs> of banter and swag. And, like, I just love the way Ron Perlman talks. He's got a great voice and just a great cadence. Oh, yeah. Like, God, whatever, like, audiobook he's done, uh, I'll probably buy it just to listen to him talk. Like, he gets me hyped for these Fallout games because he does the open narrations. Like, war never changes. It's always oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck okay. yeah, Fallout. That's He's also neat. the voice of Slade in the original Teen Titans cartoon. He is, he is. And obviously Hellboy. Yeah, which, which makes me even more angry at how he went out in this fucking movie. Literally got taken out, spoilers, by Hellfire, and he's fucking Hellboy. Well, what if this movie is a prequel to Hellboy? They, they burned him up, they sent him to hell, and then he got recombobulated. Yeah. What if his character was repurposed into Hellboy? If this huh? if this was Hellboy's huh? origin story, then I would have to lower my scores on the Hellboy movies. Oh, I mean, if it makes you feel better, Hellboy's <laughs> origin story is a nun had sex with the goat demon, and then Hellboy popped out. That sounds awesome. I mean, I mean, it's not far off. I was about to say. Yeah, I mean that like that's I remember that story very well. I have that trade paperback. Oh, oh, go not. read Hellboy. It's a yeah, great Hellboy's series. fantastic, and, and yeah. it's finished. Yeah, yeah, no, it's well. I mean, they're still doing. I mean, like, but main Hellboy set before the end of the actual known universe stories, because like the the story ends. Yeah, you know, but they, they're still like squeezing some intercool. But you know, the main book of Hellboy is yeah. There's like forty years of space where they can just throw in little one shot stories and stuff. It's really yeah. good. It's a good thing you have an ageless character. You can just sort of like start filling in those pockets pretty easily. Yep, yep. But no, yeah, season of the witch. It was uh, it was good. And also the first time Jonathan ever heard the song Season of the Witch, which played at the opening of the show. It was like five minutes ago when I recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was more like 32 minutes ago. Really, it was more like 36 minutes because there was a break in between the writing of the MP3 track and then sitting down doing some tests if we wanted to get really pedantic. Well, actually... <laughs> yeah, careful, you break your glasses there, nerd. Yeah, nerd. Uh... I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Robert uh, Sheehan, right? In the yeah. say, uh, um, Kai or, or Kay, however you said his name in the movie. His name was yeah, Kai. The, uh, the, Kai. the, pre, the uh, prerequisite holy twink that just shows up <laughs> and he kind of just like follows him around. I mean, just like he just looks at everything with these big doe eyes. You know, it's sad that I couldn't remember if he showed up because he wanted to join them or because he wanted to fuck the woman who was possessed. I mean, they, they kind of made it look like he, he was going to be in love with the witch, but then that also kind of doesn't really happen either. Yeah, like, I couldn't remember that the time tonight. Like, I'd, I've seen this fucking movie. I couldn't remember. No. Well, you like, probably just thought of it. It's about anything in there. To be but it's, yeah, just a, it's just an altar boy, right? Yeah, just an altar boy. His dad was a knight, so he wants to be a knight. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. Like, he, um, uh, where, where is he from? The actor? Yeah. He's from Ireland. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was interesting that, like, for the most part, it seemed like he was doing an American accent the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, like, most of them did. Yeah. Except for Cage. And Christopher Lee. But, you know, obviously. You know, I mean, you're not going to hide that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I, I thought, I mean, granted, I mean, it's like his uh, r real accent didn't, like, shop, show up or anything. I thought he did a pretty good job. I was just like, I was like, I wonder if this was him like swinging for the fences, or he was like, man, I get an opportunity to work with Cage, or I was like, I don't know, I, I'm not in, I'm not John Malkovich in his brain right now. So Although really one know. of the doors in this basement does lead to Robert Sheehan's head. <laughs> what? Five dollars? Who who needs it? <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that's the perfect level of celebrity. Someone who's famous and be like, 
I recognize him because that's how it was when I watched this movie. He's like, he looks familiar. And then you're just like, oh, this is this what it's like to be of like a certain level of celebrity from a from a before I'm ejected on the side of a highway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get inside Robert Sheehan's head, come uh, to our house. Be, <laughs> it would be uh, five hundred dollars oh. for fifteen minutes. Yes, non-negotiable. Right. Non-refundable. Uh, not, yeah. <laughs> non-refundable. Uh, it's definitely not prostitution, no matter how it sounds out yeah. of context. And when you get dumped out on the side of the road, we are not paying for your Uber. Nope. You're You're but, your but we are going to give you a free copy of being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, the movie that's, that's based on our our uh, garage yeah. door. <laughs> Although, stay tuned, True story. <laughs> stay tuned for the live uh, pitch, pitch session where we do the sequel, it being <laughs> Robert Sheehan. <laughs> God, this uh, movie came out 10 years ago, 10 eh? years. Man. Yeah. A lot's happened in 10 and years. And Swordfish came out 10 years before that one. Yeah. Yeah. When did Gone in 60 Seconds come out? Um, Not long. It, was that 2001 like as well? three. Uh, I thought it was... That's like late like 2000s, l- early 2000s. No, that's early 2000s. I thought that's it was late 90s. 2000s. Might be late 90s. It's 2000. Oh, oh, right on the down. money. So it was before Swordfish, actually. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. So that means um, we should be getting a movie from Dominic Center right about now. Some, something. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to look up and see what he's done. God, uh, man. I, I feel like that's going to be uh, uh, it, definitely the, the, the best movie that he's done that we'll watch on the show <laughs> when we get to it. I mean, yeah, we'll get to there eventually. We have a whole other year ahead of us. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember it being fun. I think it, it, I it think was like the era of car, everything, race, I mean, speed, everything. It's when the Fast and Furious started. Yeah, I mean, Fast and Furious gone and took a second crossover. Why didn't we get that? Why not? I mean, gone in sixty or seconds. Gone in too fast, two sixty minutes. They, they, they just increased like this. The time or to decrease it. <laughs> Gone in 165 <laughs> seconds. I uh, I think he's probably done. Yeah. Uh, he's 72 years old. Is that Wow, old? really? And he has not directed anything since Season of the Witch. So. <coughs> Whoa. So this was his last fucking film? Yeah. So I think what we need to do is, is that we had Shame. A, a madcap. Uh, race across the country to convince Dominic Sita to make one last hurrah of a film. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You got one more in you. We believe in you. Make Swordfish 2. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Swordfish 2. <laughs> All three of you, get to Twitter and hashtag it right now. Swordfish 2. Swordfish 2. Swordfish 2. Swordfish 2. Swordfish 2. Hashtag it, though, to make it official. I mean, <laughs> we can get all the principal characters back. Uh, I was trying to see the uh, the woman who played the witch slash demon. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize see. her at all. Well, I mean, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's been nominated for a bunch of awards for just a bunch of shit that... Uh, wasn't this yeah, movie that I haven't seen. Hold on, let me get my laptop. Yeah, well, out. No, no, she got a, she got nominated for this movie for wet his hair. I still can. <laughs> she went up against the girl from the Grudge. She was in the Crown. The Crown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that uh, that fucking show. It's Netflix, right? Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. can we just talk about there's a character in this movie called the Balzac? 
<laughs> I mean, that, that had to be like a fill-in name. The balls. Until the, they came up with something better, but they never came up with something better. So, so it was just so there's, the ball sack. So literally, there's, there's this bitch-ass monk who has like a hate boner for the way. We got to kill this bitch. And then she, he kind of drops that at about 20 minutes before the end. And then, you know, the whole time they're just like, the balls act. There's Cut a, it off. Yeah, there's a lot of wishy-washiness in this film. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you notice if you stop and smell the rose petals mm-hmm. once in a while if you lean a little closer see the roses really smell like boob because like that one little that one what the priest guy was all like gung ho about just killing this bitch and then all of a sudden just changes mind like no you can't do anything to her yeah it was like damn dude either shit or get off the pot. <sighs> And then Cage is like, you know, this girl has pushed me too far. Oh, interesting. We got to take her down. That'd that, been nicer, this whole movie. That actress is in that My Son movie with, uh, what was his name? James McAvoy? James McAvoy. You know, the, yeah. It's a remake of a French film. Where yeah. It was a whole movie. James McAvoy wasn't given a script. I'm interested. I'd watch that. I do want to check that one she out. She also uh, replaced Rooney Mara in the sequel to David Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Like the... It was like the girl who shat out spiderwebs yeah, or something some spider like web. Yes. The girl who the, did some dumb shit. The girl who right. shat it's out spiderwebs. It's web. the girl in the spider's web. Uh, she replaced Rooney Mara because none of the people involved with the first one came back for number two. One of my favorite bits about that movie... Well, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I should say it now because the guy who tweeted that was is revealed to be a really shitty person. I mean, I mean, we, we haven't had any of the problematic actors for the quota that we seem to have for every episode. So go ahead, shoot it. What we got? Oh, God damn it! Oh. Now you said I forgot his name. What, what was the girl? What was that movie called? The girl with the spider web ass. Girl in the <laughs> <laughs> the girl in the spider's web. The girl that kept shitting no doubt songs. <laughs> <laughs> While Pat's looking that up, boy, isn't Gwen Stefani terrible? I mean, I, I, I'm not can, man. I don't know if that's even Gwen Stefani anymore. It's not the Gwen Stefani I uh, grew up with. Yeah, like I liked the first bit of No Doubt, but then some. She just started. What's wrong with her now? Well, she started teaming up with rap artists and had a whole gaggle of Japanese schoolgirls following her around for some reason. Okay. Uh, she, had okay. an, she had an entourage. They were treated more like pets. She give them treats and shit? I, I mean... A little bowl maybe, of water? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Kibbles and bits. And then Avril Lavigne did the same shit. Oh. But Hollaback Girl is a jam. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> I, I, I unironically love that song. Ain't no Hollaback Girl. Okay, yeah. now I remember. Okay, I figured it out. Okay. Uh, so the, the gag was that... Lakeith Stanfield said that, yeah, check out this movie. I'm the only black person in it. Oh, good. But then Lakeith Stanfield did some really fucked up shit recently. So, oh God, yeah. When he was when he was outed to be like a moderator in an anti-Semitic uh, web group. Fantastic. But uh, he, he was just like, guys, I it was it was a bit. I swear. I mean, it is in, like it's not surprising. That a movie based off of a Swedish book series would not have that many not super duper white people in it. But then they can talk, but it's fucking fake. You can, like, you can just put bullshit. I mean, they oh, yeah, bullshit no. this fucking movie. Yeah, no, like, they should have absolutely switched something out. This is one of those, like. Because, like, they, they made it into, like, this weird, like, kind of spy movie. Yeah, it was wild. It was odd. And uh, 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 they were remakes. They were remakes of movies that were based off of books, all from Sweden. Yeah. 
I've read the first one, and it was... I don't know how I would feel about it now. I remember liking it at the time. I remember seeing the, the like the American remake of A Girl with a Dragon Tattoo with Rooney and Daniel Craig. And I remember thinking it was well made, but it was just, I don't know, just kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of bleak. And I don't know, you, you can make a movie that's bleak, but I kind of feel like. I, I mean, it's it was bleak even by David Fincher standards. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't that's know. Bleak. I was just. Didn't hate it, but also was like, I'm. This isn't something I care to revisit again. Speaking of bleak, y'all watch The Road with Vigo Mortensen. I actually have not. I have read the book, and I hate Cormac (laughs) McCarthy with a fucking passion. Same. Oh, that was depressing as shit. Also, very gray. Yeah, very gray. Gray in the American sense and English sense. If he described shit is gray one more fucking time in that goddamn book. Right. It's like McCormick, uh, don't say something's gray or draw 23 Uno cards. And he has a fat fistful of hands. He has a fat hand. He's got five decks in his hand. It's, it's like somehow this man made a career of just describing how fucking gray something is. Alright, we gotta talk about something here. All right. Okay. Alright. How come... And you told you told us going in that it, it was going to be a bad uh, wig job on on oh, Cage. Yeah, terrible, yeah. How come it it looks like uh, like a bad spirit Halloween knockoff of what like a, a Chad Kruger from Nickelback I was about to wig? Say, yeah, yeah. Would like, look Nicolas like. Cage is serving Chad Kruger realness in this movie. <laughs> they spent all their money on green screens. I mean, I mean, I, I mean what's I going to say? Wolf CGI. Oh, God. I had already forgotten, and you reminded me of the bad wolf transformation. Not even the transformation, just the bad wolf CGI in general. Yeah, they were terrible. Uh, I thought it was, okay, uh, going uh, going back to the wig for a second. I remember seeing to me, it's like, okay, the wig doesn't look bad right here. But then, like, in, like, the fucking desert seems like, oh, wow, that's, like, fucking Tiger well, King. reshoots. Yeah. The poster and, wig and the movie wig are not the same wig. Those are two different oh, wigs, Mama. Two, two different wigs. The same yeah. thing happens in Sorcerer's Apprentice. I, cause I was literally about to say, that bitch just walked from one sit, set to the other. That, he looks just like he did in Sorcerer's Apprentice. He just didn't have the coat. It's yeah, no, the, Sorcerer's Apprentice the one, was the year before this. Yeah, so that makes sense. It's a one-two punch. Wasn't that the one that everyone's like, oh, that one's actually good, actually? And yeah, it's not bad. Like I was really I was getting that, that confused with this movie. Yeah, no, Sorcerer Print is like I like this one better just because I'm a sucker for medieval fantasy. Yeah, but as far as films go, Sorcerer's Apprentice is more fun, and Jay Baruchel's in it. He's great. Yeah, he plays he plays yeah. a little Twinkie nerd who learns how to use magic. See, I got the excited. Sorcerer's Apprentice, if you will. See, and, I, and, uh, oh. and the, oh shit, what's his name? God damn it, Alfred Molina's in it too. And oh, he's shit. never bad. Yeah, was, I forgot. Uh, I I knew the uh, Jay. Baruchel. Baruchel was in it, and I got excited, but again, I confused that movie for what we actually watched tonight. Yeah, you, you just no. swap out one skinny dude for another, and you kind of got the same movie. Ron Perlman? Quick <laughs> <laughs> icon, Ron Perlman! <laughs> Do you know what else Alfred Molina was really, really good in? Mm-hmm. Dudley Do-Right with Brendan Fraser. Oh, my God. He was Snidely Whiplash. I have not seen that in forever. You know what else he was good in? Everything. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Alfred Molina was in Raiders of the Lost Ark? He's the guy at the very beginning of the movie that goes with uh, Indy. Yeah. And he gets, like, spiders on him. Mm -hmm. Oh, He's the one who betrays him and then gets shot through the... Yeah, that's Alfred Molina. Oh, hell yeah. No, go watch Dudley Do-Right. It's not terrible. I... I, Wait! Doc Ock? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Octopus, uh, Snidely Whiplash. I mean, I remember the, Jones. the live action Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. That was terrible. Skip that. But it was George of the Jungle first. Well, I, I can't skip it. That was I saw that 20 fucking years ago. Let's we'll skip it again. Brendan <laughs> Fraser did George of the Jungle, which starred Spider-Man villains Thomas Hayden Church. He was Sandman. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was. And, Shit. And he went right from that to Dudley Do-Right starring Spider-Man villain Alfred Molina. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think Brendan Fraser is Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, man. Also, and I like this movie. Uh, I don't know if everybody here has seen it, but uh, Maverick. He was also in that. He, he was in Maverick. What was Maverick? It's a uh, Mel Gibson. It was a remake of the old. It was an old show, right? Yeah, it was a cowboy show. It was about gamblers. Yeah. And uh, there was like a, the early 90s. They did a uh, movie of it. And I remember it not being terrible. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it, as far as remaking westerns from the 60s it's, go, it's definitely on the good side as opposed to, you know, like Wild Wild West. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Yeah. Which, what, what do you mean you don't like giant mechanical super spiders? I didn't say that. Fucking Richard Donner directed that one too, baby. I. Wait, did he direct Wild Wild West? No, Maverick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely like Wild Wild West. Yeah. It's not good. Oh, no. I own that VHS as a child and I wore it out. I, I will have admit that. I that DVD right now. <laughs> it's at home. Hey, hey, am I hearing a Wild Wild West episode? Yes. Oh, man. Like, I love Kevin Klein. I loved yeah. him in In-N-Out. He was great. Was, wasn't Kenneth Branagh the bad guy in it? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh was fantastic. Yeah, the fucking steampunk half a man in a wheelchair. Yeah, yes. Just chewing scenery. Oh, oh, yeah. He knew exactly what movie he was in. And, like, this mm-hmm. movie was made because of that one Superman movie that did get made because it's the same fucking guy that has a hard-on for giant yes. fucking spiders. Right, the Superman movie that starred... Nicholas Cage. And we will be watching the documentary The Death of Superman Lives What Happened Sometime in the Very Near Future. Maybe not very near, but near but future. Stay tuned. I had a stroke. Leave me alone. And I, and I retweeted the picture or video of Nicholas Cage in that Superman outfit earlier today of the recording. Yeah. Also, rest in peace, John Schnepp, the guy who made that Superman documentary. Mm, I yeah. Didn't know that. No. Big ups. <laughs> It's a great documentary. I'm, mm-hmm. I've seen it. I'm, I'm ready to watch it again. Yeah, no, I, I want to watch it again, too. Oh, but you know what? Uh, the witch seasoning. Yeah. Those CGI wolves were terrible. Oh, oh yeah. And, and plus, like, there, there's a weird moment where all the wolves show up and they just, like, just, like, just transform their faces. Yeah, they, yeah. they mutate into weird-looking wolves. Just, it's, like, what if wolves just look... Or they try to make wolves scared, but just like we'll just flatten their faces. It's like let's all make them look like the hot dogs that are on those spinny racks, but for way too long. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, and another thing, like earlier in the movie, that was a, there was like a real I'm calling it Resident Evil dog, but there was like a real like dog there's, made there's to look a like a dog. Yeah, yeah and then the plague, yeah. and then you have all these fucking like fake ass CGI wolves. I guess yeah. they realized you know it's really hard to put makeup on a dog. We'll just CG yeah, I mean, this I mean, shit. Like, it's it's hard to make the dogs jump up and then get stabbed with swords repeatedly too. True. So. You know what else is really difficult? Getting people to act like weird spider creatures crawling up walls and shit. Oh god! When they had the zombie plague. Mon- just like, like Death fucking zombie <laughs> plague monks, just skittering up, clearly like, not attached to anything. All the all the crazy shit that happened in this movie when, and this was like close to the end when that moment hit. That's when I was just like, oh fucking K. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Looks like you know what? You broke my suspension. Are, are, you, are you trying to go for like Evil Dead, but like shittier? I don't know. It's so weird at and this that, point. That demon 
CGI was not good. No. 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 And also, it just wasn't an interesting demon design. It's like, no. what's it like to have the most generic demon design and then him kind of just go like, ooga booga? Like, yeah. he looks like he was initially drawn by a five-year-old. Yeah, no, just spiky, slender, with giant wings. Like, like picture a weird, creepy demon in your head and then make it dumb, and you've got exactly what's in it. Like, the most basic, generic demon you can think of, and you pretty much got it on Like, this shit would be airbrushed on the side of a fucking van. A bad van. Yeah. Yeah, down by the river. Like, this would be the van that other people in airbrush vans would make fun of. Like, look at that nerd. Yeah. That's the best you come up with? <laughs> like, my dragon rules. Yours fucking blows dick for quarters, man. <laughs> man, my fucking wizard tits are so fucking rad, bro. <laughs> man, got them big old mommy milk. <laughs> I couldn't. You see that on my arm? I know what tribe I'm from. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh. Dog oh. bounty hunter. Wait, was that a dog bounty hunter bit? I was just pulling some shit out of my ass. I was just making fun of people with, with tribal tattoos. Like, what tribe are you from? Like, seriously. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was a... All, all, every, all the two... What? Like, the fucking, like... Oh, my God. It's the fucking uh, Leonard Skinner fans who also have tribal tattoos are going to be so angry at us. What? Leonard Skinner and tribal tattoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate, another episode of Cannon shoots hard. <laughs> Straight shooting, pew pew. Unless it's a Goldberg tattoo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't get that either. It's like the guy who got the a- the legit AJ Styles uh, tattoos on him. Like the That's tattoos so of, of AJ Styles' children's birth dates on yeah. his side. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it, fucking weird. It kind of reminds me of that story that I heard um, about uh, R.I.P. Lincoln Park uh, frontman Jester Benjamin, who said. In an interview that he once met an old Korean man at a meeting greet who systematically got every single tattoo that he got, and every time he'd go to meet him at a different uh, meeting greet, he'd have another tattoo of his, and he would update it every time Chester got one. That's creepy. I don't oh. like that. Yeah, that, oh, that's, a, that's weird. That is odd. I, I, the God, this was years ago, but there was a story going around about this guy who was this, uh, this a uh, super fan of the Hardy Boys, right? Spe- more specifically, Jeff. And you know Jeff's like weird, like tree branch, <clears throat> like sleeve tattoos that go all the way down his fingies. Yeah, that guy got that. That look, I, I love wrestling, and there are yeah. a lot of professional wrestlers I genuinely adore. I would never get a tattoo of a wrestler unless they had been long dead and proven to be a good and decent human being. Because that's just the sort of shit like, think of all the people who have Chris Benoit tattoos. I don't know anyone. You know, I, mean, I, know, I know there are people you know that have people. I know, I know. <laughs> like, like Chris Benoit tattoo. Like, oh, he's my favorite. He's a rabid Wolverine. He just killed his family. God damn it. I need to cut off this arm. Excuse me. I mean, th- that's a very generous take into the people who love Chris Benoit. A lot of times just like, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fair. The, the Chris Benoit apologist. But, like, that's why I haven't gotten any tattoos of, of actual living human beings who might fuck up and become terrible. It, well, especially when you have, like, wrestling involved, which is, like, the most likely for someone <laughs> to fuck up. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to get a Foley tattoo, just in case. Yeah. And I love Mick Foley. Um, but, but which is why you get a tattoo of Socko. 
Socks can't commit sins. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe a Pepsi tattoo as a way of referencing both punk and then the, the punk singer that punk was referencing. Yeah, so what you do is you just get a tattoo of something that's vague enough so that one person fucks up, he's like, oh, no, wait, it's this other thing. A, yeah. a solid patch of flannel, and you know what? It can also be the fact that you wear the shit. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what? I'm just a really big fan of fabrics. Yeah. Like, you know what? <laughs> I am a big fan of bounty paper towels. That flannel, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, quicker picker upper. That's right. Bounty, not a sponsor. <laughs> what up? That's for the Lumberjack song. I'm a big Monty Python fan. <laughs> I'm a Lumberjack and I'm okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also a big fan of big hairy men and they live in the woods and, and uh, fondle wood. I sleep all night and work all day. <laughs> God, I was doing Monty Python bits all throughout this fucking movie. Well, yeah. Mean, yeah, it was very, as Python-esque was a word that one of the reviewers used to just savage this thing. <laughs> like one of the legit critics, like this Python-esque absurdity. I was like, holy shit, guys. I was like, wow, that's actually that's- an insult. God. Uh, but yeah, that's Season of the Witch. Yes, it's like Monty Python, but watch that instead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, imagine Monty... Uh, <laughs> like, my review on Letterbox is just, imagine Lord of the Rings, but mediocre. <laughs> the season of the itch. Yeah, imagine Lord of the Rings if Sony had gotten a hold of it. Oh, man. This just gets me even more pumped up to watch that Dragonheart collection that I acquired <laughs> recently. Dragonheart. Yeah. Dragonheart. Oh, Dragonheart. Dragonheart's good Dragon. stuff. Like, I've seen the first one. I knew there were multiple sequels, but good God, and now they're there are mine. five Dragonhearts. Yeah. Like, I had to, like, go online just to confirm to make sure. There's not, like, <laughs> one or two more that, like, slip through the cracks or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're, apparently five movies. And f- funny enough, like, I found that one at uh, that replays. There was a Another set of it at the other replays. Oh, nice. shit. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about all the uh, DVD collections we got over the weekend. No, like, <laughs> I, I still think it's hilarious and uh, uh, serendipitous that Jonathan and myself ended up picking each other's purchases uh, the other day at replays. Uh, we, we get to the 15th Street store, and Cannon's, like, immediately like, oh, shit, Alien Collection. It just had the first four movies. So I was like, shit, I've been wanting to watch these. I'll grab it. It was only like... Like, like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah, it was like 25 bucks, and I had like a $9 store credit. Shit, yeah. And then, and then as we were about... As I was about to check out, I just happened to look at some of the sets they had on display, and one of them was the Lethal Weapon. I was like, cannon, cannon, cannon. <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't paying attention. First of all, like, the box art to this box set is, sh- I'm sorry, it's, it's shitty. It's not good. It's, it's not good. just text on, like, some, like, green yeah. and black. Yeah, but how, like, hell, we were just talking about Lethal Weapon not too long ago, and um, and now I have them all, and, ooh, can't wait to go down that rabbit hole again. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun times. You know what else is going to be fun times? What's that? Next week's episode of Caging Greatness. Oh, that's right. We're finishing up spooky season Uh with a Caging Greatness double feature featuring our pal Postman Frank. We're going to be back to back. (laughs) Butt to butt. Ghost Rider (laughs) 1, Ghost Rider 2. 
Spirit of Vengeance. Spoiler alert, Frank loves one of these films. But can you guess which one? And hates the other. Oh. Frank loves Spirit of Vengeance. He's he told fan. me that. Huge fan. <laughs> his favorite thing. And then after that, we enter the month of canon and John Leguizamo. Yeah, it's a, a canon takeover almost. God Starting. damn, I have to share it with John Leguizamo for some goddamn reason. What the, it's, it's what John, the freak? It's John Leguizamo Awareness Month. <laughs> no, we get to celebrate uh, a John Leguizamo comic release while also remembering one of the greatest film travesties ever put to Yeah, it, it, it gives you a range of his career. Right. One of the first and worst things he's ever done and this new project he's doing for some reason. Right. Uh, but before that is a Travolta development episode, which should be fun. Then we have Leguizamo Day. Following that, it's Cannon's birthday episode. And then a blank spot where he's going to pick something else for us to do. Yeah, he, Cajun greatness, probably. Yeah, well, because it has to be at least one cage movie because mm-hmm. we can't go a month without at least one cage. Right. Like the the, the ratio skews, but we got to put something in there. Uh, like, bare yeah. minimum, we do one cage movie a month. And then in December, uh, first week of December is an off week for us right now. So we'll probably do something because we can't help ourselves. And then uh, we have Trapped in Paradise following that. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Followed by Uncaged, which is the impression game. Oh. Oh, yeah. Then oh, finishing yeah. up, we go to The Family Man, which is uh, one of my personal favorites. And, of course, finishing out the year, December 30th, will be The Cages. The Cagey. Our end-of-year award show. Oh! Yep. So that's what we've got for the rest of the year. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're hoping that the three of you listening will join <laughs> us for this journey. He's but, like, but why didn't they review Season into Witch this episode? Well, we kind of did. We said it was mediocre. I don't know. We talked about it a good bit. We did. I feel. It was pretty solid. That's it a was, good 40%, which yes. is the same ratio as our as the actual show. Yes. <laughs> That's a solid number. Will our ratio be different in 2022? Stay tuned to find out. We, Spoiler we, alert, no. We were ne- Actually, it's going to go down. <laughs> we, we, we never said we were an analysis podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and... I guess wrap it up for the night. We're approaching that time limit that we always have. And I don't think we have anything else to say about Season of the Witch. Have we gone longer than the length of the movie? No. How long have we been going for? 60 minutes. Oh. This has been 60 minutes. <laughs> People are like, where are the longer episodes of Cage of Greatness? This is bullshit. Well, we <laughs> no, find okay. a movie that we have more to say about, then fuck, we'll do it. This is true. Like, I don't, I, I got nothing else. Yeah, like, uh, that's all. <laughs> I've already forgotten half the damn movie. Who are you? <laughs> Who was Gamora right, so, again? Jonathan, where can the people find you on to internets? They can find me on the Twitter. On the titternets? T- Is that what you said? The t- internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jonathan, your high beams are on. You might want to turn those down. <laughs> He's what very the- excited about telling people about his Twitter. <laughs> oh God! Oh, my nips are hard. <laughs> Visual bits. I love it. Y'all can't see them. I think he opened with, like, what our accessories were. (laughs) Talk about circles. (coughs) Circle, circle, dot, dot. Anyway, you can find me on the Twitters at J-O-N-I-A-B-O-I-24 and John Nunson12 on the letterbox. Uh, This is Patrick. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter. Instagram and Letterboxd is John Lost's name. My art on Facebook is John Lost's name. Mark. If you listen to this the week, it comes out on Monday. We release episode 234 of All Gonna Hear Podcast, where I forgot what we did. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
where we we talked about cryptos. Thank you, Jonathan. And um, <laughs> I would say uh, that episode was something to listen to. <laughs> That he forgot all about. <laughs> but I, I would think this movie uh, impacted me in ways I, I could not foresee. Because not only could I not remember anything about it, I could not remember anything it did beforehand. It just opened up a black hole in my brain. And uh, uh, Tanner did something this week too. Check it out. Cannon. Oh, I have been that Cannon guy. You can follow me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. <laughs> I'm Justin, uh, also Captain Shimmy. You can find me at Captain Shimmy's kind of art, Captain Shimmy's almost music. Uh, find me at the comic strip uh, here in Tuscaloosa if you want some comics. Or here on the Cajun Greatness, uh, and if you like what we do for some reason, you God can bless su- you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your poor taste, and feel free to support us by buying merch at tpublic.com/user/cajungreatness. This has been an episode. Uh, oh, it has. Yeah. No, no one can say it's not an episode. It is absolutely an episode. Out of all the episodes we've done, this was certainly one of them. Anyway, thank you. Good night. Good night, everyone. We sleep. I should. Uh, sorry. <laughs>